Oh, thank you. Welcome to Potter Familias. Coming to you from Fairhope, Alabama. I'm Todd Sylvester. And I'm Stefan Sylvester. So right now, you're almost 30 years old. Yes. What is the coolest tool that you own? Coolest? Okay, well, hang on. So do you mean like power tool or music equipment? Oh, no. Because I own some. I own some cool no. stuff that's technically a no, tool. No, it is not. Yes, it is. No, it is not. Technically, it's a tool. No, it is not. Why? I'm talking about things that when you'd go to the tool center that's why I asked like if you were, Home Depot I asked if you were Lowe's. talking about power tools. Well, it doesn't have to be a power tool to be a tool, by the way. You okay. can have an awesome ratchet set, for crying out loud. It's not power. I don't, though. I don't have but an awesome if, ratchet if, set. If you go to uh, 10 guys and say, hey, man, what's a cool tool? None of them are going to say, this cool mixing board. Unless I they're- Awesome, Mike. Microphone. Unless they're a nerd like me, but it's fine. Um, man, if we, you we say have the like, little purple hammer. No, no, no. I was going to say that we have this little set of purple tools that Afton had, and I'm trying to think desperately, like, all right, what's in there? Although I did, for my drill, I did get this killer set of drill bits. Okay. And yeah, it's, a, um, it's a cobalt. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Good so brand. Lowe's, yeah. yeah. And I, I dig it. I use it all Lowe's the time. Lowe's did not sponsor this podcast, by the way. But, but LaCroix did. But if they want to, no, they did not. <laughs> but if they want to, just contact us. We're not, we're even, we're not even drinking LaCroix tonight. <laughs> all right, ready to punch it up? This yeah. is a good one. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. This is going to be very interesting. I'll be very interested to see what we say about this one. Yep. All right, before I say anything about my personal experiences when I was a teenager, I want to ask you, Okay, what was it like growing up in our house with the dating scene? You mean like the lack thereof? (laughs) The like... He did. I can't wait for these comments. He did. You mind if I go on a date? No, dating is bad and evil. Okay, that might have been the perception, but I never said those words. No, ever. But that was definitely the perception. Remember, I was a teenager. <sighs> not fair. Hey, you mind if I go to this dance? When mom and I went to dances, they were bad. So you may not, because they're bad. We didn't say that. No, but it, that was the perception. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hey, hold on a second. Yes, you did. You didn't say those exact words, but you were like, yeah, we've been thinking about it. And, you know, your mom and I just had bad experiences uh, when we went to dances when we were in high school. We and did, so, by the way. And that we, was true. We, we definitely that think up. that if you go to a dance, then you'll do all the same stuff that we did. Or it'll be at least going on around you. Yeah. And... In fairness, I mean, high school dances are kind of gross. And as an almost 30-year-old, it's like, yeah, okay, I get it. But um, Now that your oldest child is a daughter. Yeah. No, I get it. But I also think that the whole policy, like, okay, I would have been, I think, more comfortable if you had just said, you may not date until this point while you're you're living at home. That's what we said. That's not what you said. Yes, we did. Well, first of all, you're the first kid, remember. Mm -hmm. So... You make all the mistakes on the first kid, yeah, and you're sometimes changing things on the fly, yes, which because you don't know what's going that on. That did happen, but the rule was you don't date in high school. You don't date in high school, and that that was the rule. And and at least I remember explicitly saying it to your sister. I definitely just kind of ignored that. Okay, 
And that's not to say that I was secretly dating anyone really beyond like, you know, a little bit of handholding and sitting next to girls that I liked on the bus. But I mean, that was about it. And what I mean is I wish there had been like a no tolerance policy in terms of like, instead of letting me argue myself to death about why I should be allowed to go and do stuff where I could potentially, you know, do relationship stuff. Um, I wish there had just been a like, nope. And if you respect me, then you'll listen because that would have been a little bit easier to swallow. Yeah. Cause I, I always had the sense of like, man, if I can just make my case and, and do it well enough, then they'll listen. You know, we, we just, by the way, none of this is a criticism. No, no. And even if it is, it doesn't matter because it's water under yeah, the bridge. It's like, who but, cares? But the point is we, we probably with you, especially we didn't want to be that heavy handed. We wanted to have an open conversation and a discussion. And I don't even know how set we were when you came along on, because also you have I'm to thinking, tell I'm our listeners of... how old you were when you started high school, by the way. How old was I? 14? 13. When you started high school? 12. You were 12. I was 12. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a big difference, too. Yep. Graduated when I was 16. So that that was hard for us because we, we were totally like, fair. oh, man. Yeah. You're in high school and you're getting invited to dances when you're 12, 13 years old. That's totally fair. What the heck? <laughs> Some of these girls could drive already. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, I was a. I mean, granted, I was homeschooled, but you know, I, I felt like I was a fairly mature thirteen or fourteen year old. But I thought, I thought so. I don't know. Which to me was even more dangerous. I mean, this is the thing: when you're talking to your kids about dating, mm-hmm. it is it is hard because you want to treat them maturely, yeah. but you also do want them to know that you know better. We also have to talk about more typical situations with parents talking to their kids about dating because this one is so unusual, probably. Yeah, it is. Because I've talked to people that are like, oh, you know, I'm in sixth grade and I've got my first girlfriend. Yeah. And the parents are perfectly cool with it. They're like, hey, this is great. And what they mean is they supervise. Or, okay. Now, there are families that don't do this. But from what I understand from the kids that are in my youth group who are doing that type of thing Mm -hmm. when they say they have a girlfriend what they mean is they have a person who is aware that they like them but they literally don't speak to each other well or maybe they text or something huh no at this point uh nobody really texts at that age if they have a smartphone then they probably are um sending messages to each other on some tiktoks on some app but it's different for every kid yeah and it's one of those things where if the parents are doing it properly, then what they do is have like supervised hangout time. And I think that's actually a really good and healthy thing. Um, as long as they are actually paying attention and actually supervising and not just being like, okay, like go have fun. Right. So that's, I think a little bit more where most people are coming from. Um, now you are a middle school youth minister. I am. I have so been six, for several years seventh, now. and eighth graders. Yep. So starting at about age 11 is when the kids are my students, and they graduate and move on to the high school program when they're around 14. About how many of those kids are dating? Oh, maybe, like, maybe one out of five. Okay. Maybe. So 20%. Yeah. And when I say dating, I mean the way that middle schoolers date, which is they say that they like each other and that gets passed around to their friends and then they become official and then it lasts two weeks and then they don't speak to each other for a month. Okay. 
Well, which sounds pretty tame, although unfortunately I was just talking with a dad the other day who was infuriated because his his daughter was who's in middle school was quote unquote dating this boy and he had never seen the the guy before. Mm-hmm. And of course I don't think the kid knew maybe that the dad was a cop. And, ah, and uh that's fun. Right, but then he he had to have a a talk with his daughter because his daughter was like, "Well, um I, I'm not sure if I like him anymore." And and she's like, he's like, "Why?" It's like because he asked me to do something really inappropriate. Mhm. And he, this cop was like, "Oh my gosh. I'm I'm <laughs> I can't say I'm going to murder the kid because that's against the law." Yes. But uh, he was he was infuriated, and yeah, I said, "Well, yeah, unfortunately, I, I don't know what kind of development is going on out there." When you say it's it's kind of well, tame, you know, no, as long no, no. As you're for kind of for some kids, for some kids, it really is tame because, generally speaking, I don't think kids necessarily are inclined to do worse things than they did in years past. But I know that they have a lot more access to one another mm-hmm. than they used to, especially if they have parents who are idiots about technology which and offense meant by the way (laughs) um parents a lot of parents have no freaking idea what their kids get up to on their smartphones and they should be ashamed of themselves if their kids ever do anything that they don't like they should be ashamed and i can say that as a middle school youth minister because it is horrible right now having said that there are some parents who take their I guess, role in their kids' relationships with other kids, romantically or otherwise, very seriously, and do a very good job of making sure that their kids have the freedom to have friends and to maybe even date a little bit, but they are very careful to make sure that their kids don't get themselves into situations that they're not ready for because of having a smartphone and unfiltered access to the internet. Right. Right. So there's a lot of kids in that situation, and I think... There are some pretty malicious apps that sort of take advantage of that, of the fact that parents don't really know what's going on. But slowly but surely, they're coming around. It's just taken longer than I was hoping. And all this to say, there's a really healthy way that you can encourage your kids to start that process of learning how to be in a romantic relationship with somebody. Okay, how? Well, I saw this one family have a policy where they did exactly what I described a minute ago. They would have supervised dates. And so this boy and his girlfriend, when they were around 12 or 13, their parents would take them both to Sonic and they would let them go and sit at a table and eat ice cream together. And the parents were on the other side of the patio just hanging out. And so they didn't bother them. It's not like they were watching everything that their kids did, but they also were there just in case uh, and to let them know like, hey, this is something that it's good and healthy for you to do, but we're going to give you the freedom and the space to be able to actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. Like learn how to talk to somebody that you have feelings for. And, you know, I don't know if our policy was the best one and, and or, or if that had uh, always worked as well yeah, as we intended I mean, with each one of the kids, because some of our kids are very introverted yeah. and they, <laughs> they're like, some of them are young adults and they still haven't dated anyone. So I, I don't know. I will say this for me in hindsight. I think that if I had had more freedom than y'all allowed me to have, I, based on my nature, I probably would have gotten into some pretty bad stuff. And 
if you were anything like your mother and father, mm-hmm. we did get into some bad stuff because yeah. we had too much freedom. Oh, yeah. No, you had justifiable worries. And for me and probably for my my next sister in line as well, we it was probably the best thing for us at the time, even if we didn't feel that way. Right. So trust me, there's no like lingering animosity or tension for the way that you raise us. It's like, right. hey, fair enough. I get it. Because I dealt with all the things that you're supposed to deal with in high school and college, and I'm glad that I did because, boy, I was not prepared when I was in high school. Right. I I wish that I I had been talked to or mentored in some way because I had no problem telling girls that I was attracted to that I was attracted to them. Hmm. I was a little quirky. I didn't know how to, you know, quote unquote, date I didn't know what that meant. Or, You're talking about high school. Yeah, high yeah. school. And how how to talk to him. And then really even into college. Because I, would, <laughs> I took a long period of time where I wasn't dating when I was discerning priesthood. Yeah. And then when I started dating, I didn't have any problem with the dating part necessarily. The struggle for me was the breaking up part. Yeah. I didn't know how to break up. Ooh. Because you, I felt you know called to break up with a girl that I had seriously dated and I didn't know how to do it. So I thought, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll just stop communicating with her. Wow. Oh, altogether. No. And I yeah. was an absolute jerk. And I've talked about this already on the podcast. But mm-hmm. it's one of those things where I just didn't have any training. Yeah. I was pretty clueless about it. And I am so grateful that once that was over and, and I asked for forgiveness because I needed to, and I started dating your mom, that that was the last time that I was ever going to date ever. I yeah. was like, oh, thank God, because I am not good at this. <laughs> I'm so glad to not have to date anymore or think about it. And I honestly feel really bad for people that get into a sort of stable relationship and then because of the relationship not working out, suddenly have to learn how to date again when they're in their 30s or 40s. Mm. Like, I can't imagine. Yeah. That would be horrible. Would and be. granted, I never had any trouble getting a girlfriend, but at the same time, it's like, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean that in a bad way. It's like it should be a lot of work. You you put in the time and you want to find out if you're really serious about this person or not. But I think just thinking about my kids. Yeah. What are you going to say to them? I'm really interested in this. So Afton and I have sort of um, come to the same conclusion about smartphones. We do not want our kids to have smartphones until we feel like it's necessary for them to either be able to do their school or work. Okay. And so after a certain point, it's like, when they're adults, like when they're getting to be a senior in high school, and if they want to buy a smartphone, it's like, okay. Um, but I, I would hope at that point that they would want to have a conversation about accountability. And if they didn't, then we would probably say, like, that's a sign that we really need to talk to them more okay. about okay. what's going on. Right. So we have some some game plans in mind. In terms is of- it, Is there a kind of an age in there? I'm just curious what, what you're thinking. For dating? No, for the for the smartphone first. Oh, well, I I think by the time, like, okay, so Edith will be 15 in 10 years. And I think by that time, there will be a lot more data and research about the way that smartphones affect children's brains. Like we already, we've talked about this on the podcast already too. We don't let them look at screens. We hardly ever let them look at our phones, like rarely, maybe once a month or so. And it's only for a short period of time. Mm -hmm. And we don't have an iPad that we let them look at because we think that that is horrible for a kid's psychological development. I'm down with you on that one. In our opinion. Yeah. Not trying to ruffle any feathers here, but in in our opinion. Okay. um, So now the dating. 
This so is, the dating this is thing, this is so uh, we we're cool with them having cell phones so they can communicate. We just don't want them to be able to have unfiltered communication with all their friends all the time. That's not healthy. And I think just lends itself to the types of problems that you see when you put teenagers together in a room. It's like, it's the same thing. Right. So they all feel like they are in a room together and it's even more anonymous because you're going from phone to phone and just reading text or videos or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like not good or healthy. Right. So, um, all that being said, the dating thing, we're going to go on a case by case basis, but our rule of thumb is going to be our kids can do the supervised date thing when they're in middle school. Mm-hmm. If that's something that they want to talk to us about, because it's not just going to happen, you know, right. like if Edith, if some kid who's Edith's age in middle school comes up to me and says, Hey, uh, I'm, I'm dating your daughter and I wanted to know if we could go on a date together. I'd be like, well, she hasn't talked to me. Like he's going to be asking you. Anyway. Yeah, I know. Cause I'm really big and intimidating, but, um, but let's say, let's say that it was something where the, the, the kid's parents were coming to me and saying, Hey, our kids want to like go on a date together. I'd be like, my daughter hasn't talked to me about it. Nope. But if she did, then I'd be like, yeah, of course. Let's have a conversation about it. You want to go to Sonic and eat ice cream with this kid? Be my guest. Sonic is not sponsoring this podcast, but if they want to, just contact <laughs> they us. They sure because can. Because I, I went to Sonic today. I, I love, love Sonic. Ah, oh, hey, look at you. So we're open to our kids dating. Mm-hmm. And I think that we will go from a position of trying to err on the side of trusting yeah. instead of erring on the side of protecting, not because of anything that Afton and I have experienced, but right. because we think that that's actually healthier. And I would hope that up until the point where our kids are driving and going and doing stuff, it's like, as long as we're all communicating, as long as there's this open idea in our family that, Hey, we trust you until you give us a reason not to, right? Then we won't have to worry about them running off to someplace to do drugs or have sex or whatever. It's like, I, I'm not super worried about that. And if I were, it would be because my kid was giving me a reason to be worried. Yeah. I was seeing something in their behavior that was like, mm, something's not right. And I would hope, and I just say hope because none of this is for sure. We're going to have to figure it out as we go. But I would hope that my kids feel comfortable enough talking to me or to their mom about what's going on in their life that it wouldn't come as a surprise to us if they were really struggling with the whole dating and relationship thing in any way. Either like, I've made a horrible mistake or I can't seem to figure out why people don't like me. It's like either one of those things we would talk to them about. That sounds great. I mean, the, the, the open communication to me is key. Yeah. It's absolutely key. And, and I don't know how well we did it with y'all, but it was always something where, unfortunately, we did err on the side of protection. Mm-hmm. We, we did. And again, I completely understand. Yeah. We just came from some bad situations in our own personal lives, and we did not – it had nothing to do with us trusting you. It had us everything to do with us not trusting other people. Yeah. And fair enough. You know, so, I mean, when the conversation started, let me tell you, it was very different with each one of you. Because mm-hmm. some of you were like gangbusters, like, come on, Dad, what is your problem? Like, we, we want to go to this dance. Like, what is uh, wrong with you? I, that was I got six invitations. He's like, talking about me. Maybe. And yeah. and then there were others uh, of your siblings that it never came up. Nope. Like, ever. Yeah. And I've even tried now to bring it up. <laughs> Now that they're young adults, like, hey, how about so-and-so? Oh, I don't know. Oh, man. 
I will drive. Yep. Even though you're an adult. <laughs> See, this is making me feel bad now because I never, like, I literally never was worried that a girl would, would like me. I just, I wasn't worried about it. What do you mean? So there were plenty of times when I would express interest and be like, here's my email. Like, let's email back and forth. And that was fun. But I never was worried about rejection. In fact, the only time, and this is maybe why I still have this lingering bitterness toward Minnesota, the only time that I was consistently rejected just for asking somebody out on a date was these these freaking Midwestern girls. I don't know what it was, but they, I guess, took looked me up and down and were like, Southern boy, not interested. Because they, and, they knew that you'd, they w- you would take them away from the ice fishing. Dude, I don't know what it was. That's and exactly what it I'm was. I'm being 100% serious. I have, it's, it wasn't ice fishing. Come on. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what was going well, on. Hang but, on. We have to give more information for those people listening. You oh, had yeah. just discerned out of seminary. I had. And, and they might have looked at you. They going, were dating other guys who had just discerned out of seminary. Mm, I didn't get it. I was like. I don't know. Do it. <laughs> Do I not hold my emotions inside enough for you? Like, I, I don't know. <sighs> Were they dating any other Southern guys? No. Exactly. So that must have been it. And yeah. again, it's... it's They couldn't handle your, your <laughs> no, fiero no. guaponess. It's not that. It's not yes. that. And it's yes. probably... And I, there was there was a Midwestern girl that I dated when I was up there, and she was awesome. I and, liked her. Yeah, and our relationship was great. And so I'm mostly just being silly here, but... I also did have that experience, like never in high school, because I didn't really try and get anybody to be my girlfriend because of the whole yeah. rule. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never had the experience of hardcore rejection. And then I did two years in seminary after one year of going to South Alabama here. Didn't date anybody while I was in my first year of college. Then two years of celibacy, essentially. Mm-hmm. And my senior year, I was like, I'm going hard. Let's go. <laughs> And so I asked out a bunch of girls and went on a handful of dates, but most of the time I was just resoundly rejected. Well, what's the what's the lyric in the song, The Midwest Farmer's Daughter? The oh, I don't... Midwest Farmer's Daughter. The, the next line is the most important part. What song is this? That, come on. Ah. No, seriously, what song is this? It's um the... The Beach Boys? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Help me out. Come on. This is terrible. Now I feel completely unprepared for this podcast. I'm going to have to go in and edit this because it just sounds ridiculous. The Midwest Farmer's Daughter. The Beach Boys. Hang on. I'm looking it up. Right. I got it. California Girls. Right. The Midwest Farmer's Daughters really make you feel all right. And really the whole- make you feel all right. Now, and- is, that the, is that true? Because you're, you're complaining about them. Well, I mean, I don't want to get into an argument with Brian Wilson, but I mean, I don't know. It. Uh... <laughs> That's awesome. Again, it. Um, it do- It did not bother me in a way that. I guess it. It must have if I'm still talking about it. Yeah. But again, that was my first experience of all that stuff that I was that most people experience when they're in high school. Oh, but see, this is where you and I are going to differ because I, I, I knew too many people that even though they had been allowed to date in middle school, even when they were in college, they were idiot daters. Yeah, but I don't think that that's why you let your kids date. You, like, you don't let your kids date to give them 
uh, like to in the hopes that they will get better at dating people, better at forming relationships. You let them date so that they can be properly socially formed because understanding how to interact. Right, but it, isn't that part of it though? I it's mean, part of it, but it's not, that shouldn't be your goal. That's like letting your kids date with the ulterior motive of being like, Ooh, now they'll do it properly. It's like, no, I just want my kids to be socially enculturated in the proper way, which includes figuring out how to talk to somebody that you have a, sort of romantic feelings for right okay that, and that's fair what mom and i decided was that that would be the best understanding of the social environment to us was a youth group yeah that's and that's what we just liked fair enough i mean look at me i'm a youth minister now i have been for years Which so is pretty awesome yeah it must have um and i think you were pretty uh pretty good at telling your wife that you cared about her yes i was that was a fun story yeah, <laughs> and I still love that you yeah. asked her to marry her when she was wearing rain boots. Mm-hmm. Sure did. She had just woken up from a nap. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I, I think that you do have to take your kids on a case-by-case basis like we were talking you about. Gotta, you got to talk to them. There's got to be but, open communication. But it should be important, and maybe this is the best thing that I can say based on my experience. I don't know if you'll agree with me, but okay. you need to have a principle that you decide on before your kids get old enough to do this, and then you need to stick to your guns. Agreed. No, I do agree Stick to your guns. And and that's going to be hard because normally the parents will come to me and one will want one thing and the other parent wants something different. Yeah, so unify yourselves on that principle. Either you're going to let your kids date or not. Or, and if you are, or some then, gray area this there. This is where what it's going to be like. And then stick to your guns because it's not your job to make your kids feel good about the situation. It's your job to do what's best for them. And they are not your friends. Please. Your children are not your friends. Oh, man. They're not your friends. Doesn't mean that you can't be friendly, but they are not your friends. Nope. So please be their parent, don't be their buddy. And I'm speaking to myself as well here because it's important to know, like, don't try to be your kid's friend. It doesn't work. No, it doesn't. Because unfortunately, what it normally leads to that I found uh, 21 years of youth ministry, high school youth ministry, is in the kids lose respect for their parents. Yes, they do. They think they can get away with murder. And in some cases, they do. They can. Yeah. Yeah. But all this to say. There's no better time to start doing all this stuff than now. So it's not like all is lost if you've been thinking this way. I think that the dating is sort of a microcosm of the way that you should interact with your children as parents on a holistic level. Yeah. Or I should say on a robust level with all that stuff included. But it's a good indicator of where you stand with your kids when you put a rule in place and see what they do. Absolutely. For something like this where it seems arbitrary. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Fantastic. Yeah, good stuff. Got a dad thing? I We only have one kid in diapers now. Have I already said that? Yeah. Oh, but, shoot. But no, that's really important. That's I mean, I keep thinking about it. I'm just like, man, so we were spending excited. so much money on You're diapers. So excited. It's great. Everybody's potty trained. Our, this is our awesome. Sam's Club bill went down by like 100 bucks a month. It's oh, awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this is so good. You're saving us money. This is awesome. Thanks. Can anyone relate? Thanks for it's using like, no, the body. We didn't have four kids in five years. Oh, glory. Yeah. You guys are awesome. Thanks Thank so you. much for listening to Potter Familias. We appreciate y'all.